the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Wherever you're listening across this, the greatest nation God ever blessed, welcome to Hour 1 of a Thursday edition of the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Coast to coast on 150 tremendous radio stations and streaming live at ToddStarns.com. Hello, fellow patriots. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd again today. Coming to you from my home base in the Liberty University studio at News Talk 1540 KXEL in Cedar Rapids and Waterloo, Iowa. The 50,000-watt low torch scorching the heartland with accurate news and reasonable views. Team Todd is on the ground in Nashville at the National Religious Broadcasters Conference. Saw some fine social media pictures yesterday, so while they're taking care of business there, we'll take care of business here and invite you to join this coast-to-coast conversation at 901-260-5926. Same number as always, 901 901- Two six zero five nine two six. Coming up at the bottom of this hour, we'll hear from Barrett Hinckley. Mr. Hinckley is one of the chief drafters of something called the Redeclaration of Independence. I think he may actually be at CPAC. This is meeting season, it appears, and people are gathering around the country. We'll talk with Barry Hinckley about the Redeclaration of independence that is in less than 30 minutes if you're with us for the whole three hours today glad that you will be able to join us for all of the fun and all of the good information but if you are here in hour number two reagan biographer craig shirley will join us live his forthcoming book is called the search for reagan also in our second hour elaine parker of the job creators network will talk about some of the job killing propositions promulgated through the Biden administration. And coming up in hour number three, Dr. Naomi Wolf, her latest book is called Facing the Beast, Courage, Faith, and Resistance in a New Dark Age. All that and more, including your calls, on this Thursday edition of the program. 901-260-5926. Get on the phone and get queued up. Lydia will take your call and we'll get you on the air just as soon as we can this hour. Well, this is the 22nd day of February. And those of us of a certain age know that it is George Washington's birthday. I say those of us of a certain age because it's no longer fashionable to call the holiday Washington's birthday. People like to call it President's Day. Fun fact, according to Congress, it's still Washington's birthday, even though it was celebrated a few days ago on Monday. 
when they moved it to a Monday as opposed to always February 22nd, they didn't change the name, technically. So all of you calling it President's Day, well, that's actually not the name. It's still called Washington's Birthday. But Monday really wasn't his birthday. This is George Washington's birthday. 1732 is when the father of our country, the general, the first president, was born. Speaking of birthdays, tomorrow is a birthday. It is the birthday of the Republican Party. And I want to talk a little bit in this segment, because every time we hit a birthday, I assume you do it, I do it, have one coming up, uh, where you just take stock of things. You say, okay, well, here I am at this point, and it's time to start another year, or uh, you, you take stock and assess. So I'm going to suggest that the Republican Party take stock tomorrow on its birth date. The Republican Party was founded in Crawfordsville, Iowa, small town in southeast Iowa, in 1854. Here's, here's how this came to be. A group of abolitionists met in the Washington County, Iowa town of Crawfordsville in the Seceder Church. Now, at that time, Crawfordsville, and it's near Missouri, not too far from Illinois, the present boundaries of those states. Crawfordsville was an intensely political and intellectual town. More than the normal discussion of current events took place there. And many who settled there were highly educated. It was a point on the Underground Railroad, had the first consolidated school west of the Mississippi, so this was a unique collection of citizens. At the meeting on February 23, 1854, area men, and again it was only men at the time, many of whom had been members of the Whig Party, but the Whigs were falling out of favor. So these folks who no longer wanted to be Whigs got together, debated political topics, decided they had plenty in common, created a platform of positions even, and nominated candidates for this new political party that they called Republicans. Initially, by the way, the party was also a strong anti-slavery voice. Well, word got around, and that movement soon spread across the country. Meetings were held in Wisconsin, New Hampshire, Michigan, of people of like mind who wanted to forge a new path, a new political party. Now, the first public meeting of these similarly-minded people was held in Ripon, Wisconsin, a month after the meeting in Crawfordsville, Iowa. So folks in Wisconsin like to say that that meeting in Ripon was the actual start of the movement. And, of course, it's not surprising that many claim to be the owner or the birthplace of the new political party, because imagine this. The party came out of the Midwest, out of nothing, and within six years elected a president, Abraham Lincoln, in 1860. We say Crawfordsville, Iowa, is the birthplace of the Republican Party because they held the meeting there, they used the name, they drafted a platform, and it will be 170 years ago tomorrow that the Republican Party was founded. So where is the Republican Party today at age 170? What does the Republican Party stand for? And what should it stand for? This is a party I would suggest, friends, in transition. There are a lot of folks who came to power in the past calling themselves Republicans, potentially with what we thought of as being Republican ideals at the time. But times have changed. Things evolve. Parties evolve. 
Ronald Reagan, who we'll discuss at length in the next hour, was, of course, a Democrat. He headed a labor union of Hollywood actors. But he did not leave the Democrat Party and become a Republican, as he famously said. The Democrat Party left him. Similar thing going on right now with Democrats, by the way. With all the progressivism, quote-unquote, in this decade, how many good, solid Democrats are sort of embarrassed about people and policies in their own policy, in their own party? Now, they have their own issues. When you get members of Congress in Michigan urging their fellow Michiganders to vote none of the above instead of voting for Joe Biden in next month's primary, that's a sign that there's a little bit of trouble there in paradise. Well, look what we have on the Republican side. The House and its difficulty, since Republicans got the now ever-shrinking majority, that's been well documented. They don't have a good plan for governing. Similarly, the House Republicans and the Senate Republicans are not at all on the same page. House Republicans impeached the Homeland Security Secretary Some Senate Republicans apparently are scheming with the Democrats to not even bring it to the floor for trial. I would suggest that's a disconnect. And again, various factions of congressional Republicans, both House and Senate, are out of step with the individual who it looks like will be the presidential nominee again for the third consecutive time, the 45th and perhaps 47th president, Donald Trump, who I believe is speaking to the religious broadcasters that uh, Mr. Starnes and the team are, uh, are at that conference. I believe Ambassador Haley declined an invitation to speak, and I believe that uh, she's doing TV interviews, but could not make it to Nashville to actually talk to the broadcasters. But that takes me off the path here. The fact is that in a Republican Party with a people-first, America-first movement, truly a movement led by an atypical candidate, not a career politician. Well, that's got a lot of folks who made their living by being a pure professional politician. That's got a lot of them out of sorts. And so as the Republican Party turns 170, it's time to examine what does the party really stand for. There has been so much focus, and we do it here behind microphones, because, again, the definition of news is something that's different. For example, we don't tell you that 90-whatever percent of jet airplanes land safely every day. We tell you about the one that crashes, because that's kind of the idea of news. We tell you about what's different. It sometimes takes us out of proportion, however. It takes us out of context. If you think of all of the divisions and divides and disagreements within the Republican Party, yes, we can focus on those, but how about we focus on the things where people do have commonality of interest, where people do have agreement. Focus on what you agree on. Make that the foundation of what the party stands for moving forward in a pivotal election year. We actually, as a nation, are in danger of a very odd electoral result. And I have said this to to others who've asked. I could certainly see a situation where Donald Trump is elected president, 
but Democrats win healthy majorities in both the House and Senate. Does that make sense? It makes sense if both political parties are wounded, fractured, and don't know what they stand for. And this is a great chance for Republicans to articulate what they do stand for, what they will do for the American people. And right now, that's a challenging thing for them to actually articulate. And after the break, I'll explain what I mean by that. But I invite your comments on this this hour at 901-260-5926. More from the Liberty University studio after this short break. I'm Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. Thanks for being along on this edition of the Todd Starn Show. Mike Lindell and MyPillow employees want to thank my listeners for your continued support. And to thank you, they have an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever when you use the promo code STARNS and you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 and the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived won't last long, folks. Get a six-pack towel set for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers, 100% made in the USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels. They absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, so much more. To get the best offers ever, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code STARNS or call 800-839-8506 and get free shipping on your entire order while supplies last. Back to the Todd Starn Show from the Liberty University studio. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today. 901-260-5926 is how you can join this coast-to-coast conversation. Before the break, I was noting that tomorrow is the 170th anniversary of the birth of the Republican Party. All right, what does the party stand for? How do you articulate that? to a nation with, frankly, a short attention span. You're listening to this program. You devote three hours a day to this show, probably time to other shows as well. You've made ToddStarns.com, this website that has just blown up in terms of users uh, every day. So you pay attention, and you're going to show up, and you know what you believe in, but how do you bring in others? How do you bring in those who are not as dialed in? How do you bring in those who are independents and really only wake up come the fall? I saw a story in Politico written by Olivia Beavers. This was posted late yesterday morning. Now, this past weekend, Speaker Mike Johnson spoke to a group of Republican lawmakers in Miami, and the idea was, supposedly, let's plot strategy. Let's talk about how to hold on to the House and expand this fragile majority. A couple of people in the room did not like what they heard and, of course, leaked information about it. Now, again, the concept was Speaker Johnson talking to key lawmakers about how do we hold on to the majority? What do we stand for? In other words, tactically, a real nuts and bolts, how do we win the election? This was not to be theoretical, supposedly. This was supposed to be action items. But the reporting from Politico says the presentation took a rather moral turn. Speaker Johnson apparently tried to rally the group by discussing moral decline in America. 
focusing on declining church membership and the nation's shrinking religious identity. The speaker contended that when one does not have God in their life, the government or state becomes their guide. Now, I cannot argue with the statement in any way. The lack of faith-based foundation is to blame for so much of what we have that's going wrong in the nation. But the folks who were concerned about the tone was that it was focused far more on a broad concept as opposed to how do we win elections? How do we, from a nuts and bolts standpoint, establish that this is what this party believes in This is the agenda to get things accomplished. Now, you folks might recall, in 2022, when I would sit in this chair, I was critical of then the presumptive speaker, Kevin McCarthy. He was the House Minority Leader at the time. And they came out with a list of things that they said that they would do. It was a copy of Speaker Newt's contract with America. But here was the difference. The contract with America had very specific items action items, things that people could grab hold of and say, I like that idea, I like that idea, put that into place. What Mr. McCarthy did was just have some general feel-good language. There was nothing that you could really grab hold of in a tangible way. And I suggested to you at the time, and I'm sad to say it was accurate, that meant they had no idea what they were going to do in governing. Mr. McCarthy's whole goal was to win the majority so he could be Speaker, but he had no plan as to what he wanted to do once he was Speaker, other than hold the gavel and get a picture taken, and he did, and he still has that. But what about Speaker Mike Johnson? What about the House delegation? And we're scheduled to speak with a freshman member of the Republican uh, caucus tomorrow in this hour of the program. But there's some great concern about what do you stand for? If you're a Republican member of the U.S. House and you're asking voters to re-elect you, you need to run on your record, especially if you're going to talk about the Democrats' record, particularly Joe Biden's record, supported virtually uniformly by Democrats. You've got to talk about your record. Well, what's your record? What have you accomplished in a positive way? What have you done to make my life as an American citizen better? Why should I trust you when you say, give me two more years? Or in the Senate races, give me six more years. Why should I trust you? What's your track record? And I'm afraid it's because, going back to the earlier point, tomorrow is the birth date of the Republican Party in this country. What does the Republican Party stand for? Who are they as Republicans? If you cannot easily and simply articulate that and back it up with evidence to support it, you're losing the argument. Well, Republicans are fiscally conservative. Really? Take a look at the budget deals and the continuing resolutions. Well, we believe in, okay, show me where you've done anything to tie in to what you say you believe in. So I invite your thoughts as to what does it mean to be a Republican? What does the Republican Party stand for at 170 years? Because if you cannot articulate who you are to the voting public, 
And I'm afraid that uh, retreat last weekend with the Speaker may have been uh, symptomatic of the problem. If you can't do that, you're not going to win. How about a re-declaration of independence? We'll talk with the chief drafter of it after this break. Jeff Stein in for Todd. This is the Todd Starn Show. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304, and start investing today. Welcome back to the Liberty University studio and the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today. If you're on the line, Simon, John, any others, uh, hold on the line, because I want to talk to you here on the radio. But first, we need to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, and we welcome Barrett Hinckley. Mr. Hinckley is primary drafter of the Redeclaration of Independence. They're online at redeclaration.org. Barry Hinckley, Jeff Stein filling in for Todd Stearns. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great, Jeff. How are you doing? Quite well. Am I to understand you're at CPAC? I'm at CPAC. What's the mood there? Before we talk about the redeclaration, what's the mood there as this great event gets underway? It's buoyant. People are optimistic, and it's not easy to be optimistic in Washington, D.C. You know, this is a land that's been taken over by, you know, an elite that have no connection to we the people. And so I am, it's great to be in this town with so many great people. It's because it's rare. Oh, it certainly is. We noted in the last half hour that today is George Washington's birthday. Tomorrow is the birthday of the Republican Party. Well, you folks with this effort are suggesting we sort of need a reset, a reboot, and a redeclaration. Explain what the Redeclaration of Independence Project is. Well, Jefferson told us, and I think Reagan reminded us, that liberty and freedom is something that has to be fought for every single generation. And it's been 250 years. And sadly, our representatives, you know, through the lack of term limits, for example, have uh, been slowly extracting our liberties from uh, individuals in the state. And so this is our effort uh, to try to get 25 million people to stand up and and, uh, demand accountability from our reps. And if, if they won't be accountable, then we'll find someone who will. So how did you come up with the idea for this and how did you put it into action? Well, it's actually, a I hope, an interesting story. I was at an event in September where Tucker Carlson was the keynote speaker, uh-huh. and it was his now famous Wilmington speech and uh, September 28th, and he challenged the audience to stand up and be brave. And he said another thing. He said, if we can get 10% of the country 
to stand up and be heard, we can end this, and I quote him, this crap right now. And and I took him literally, and I thought about it for five or six days, and I was festering on it, and I just started writing, and it turned into this list of demands. We have 12 tenants on the re-declaration of independence, and the basic concept is uh, accountability for our rep. Uh, if they're going to go to Washington and represent us, we're going to tell you what we want represented. And so it, it's born out of our founders' you know, inspiration with the Declaration of Independence, and it's born out of the frustration of being we the people today and underrepresented by the people here in Washington. Barry Hinckley, the Redeclaration of Independence, online redeclaration.org. He joins us on the Todd Starn Show. So what are a few of these things that are the demands of the American people in this redeclaration? Give us some examples, please. Well, Jeff, you wouldn't think they would be obscure or hard, but sadly they're lost on many of our politicians and Americans. Uh, term limits, a balanced budget, ending wokeness in the military, leveling the playing field for American workers, securing our elections. These are some of the things that we're demanding. Well, and as you said, we shouldn't have to. These should be self-evident, but I believe that was a phrase used a couple of hundred uh, years ago as well. And you're not just saying we should have a, a balanced budget. You're actually suggesting action that is taken if they don't meet the deadline which, of course, as this audience knows, and as you know, they haven't met in about a decade. Well, sadly, more than a decade. Since 1996, yeah. our Congress <laughs> yeah. has not passed a budget by October 1st as is mandated. They, they've been managing us by kicking the can down the road, or what they call in fancy words, continuing, continuing resolution. So mm -hmm. we have uh, the second tenant actually demands that if they don't pass a budget on time that is balanced, then they go without pay until they do. There have been a few members of Congress who have raised their hands and, and said that that should be the way it is, but you just can't get more than a few to raise their hands at any one moment because they, you know, the, the other folks understand that uh, they like the power. I mean, this really is a uniparty, isn't it, in terms of do whatever to not get in the way, not rock the boat, not adversely affect my reelection. Well, you just said it, adversely affect my re-election, my re-election, not, <laughs> not the re-election of our representatives. They will right. do anything to get re-elected. They have a 98% re-election rate. And, you know, Bill Clinton, not a man of high moral character. We know that. But he, yeah. he was a good politician. He got elected to become the president and a governor. And he famously said, politicians will never form the parade, but if you get out, but they will get out in front with a baton if you do. So this is our effort to form the parade and demand accountability from our representatives. When you're talking about some of the core principles, honoring and enforcing the Constitution as written, for example, tell us why that's important and how, in your mind, we got away from simply looking at the founding document and acting accordingly. Well, I'm just looking at the First and Second Amendment, for example. These are not complex, multi-hundred or multi-thousand word amendments. The First Amendment is 45 words long. It has five basic freedoms. It is not difficult to interpret. The Second Amendment, very short, not difficult to interpret, but somehow, through lawfare in the courts and poor representation, they have set out on a path to reinterpret something that is very simple and given to us, God-given to us. And, and, and so we believe 
that it is a literal interpretation of the Constitution, of this divine document as written. And if you want to change it, get an amendment, because that's what our founders provided for. And in fact, we've been talking about things like the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the first ten as they were adopted became the Bill of Rights. The whole point is the original Constitution did not get passed without some conversation about alteration, and they went through the process, and that's how we got this initial set of amendments, and they've, they've held pretty well for this, this period of time. Is this judicial activism supported by politicians that has taken us so far away from these standards, whether we're talking about the Constitution, whether we're talking about the military, or any of these items? Well, it's big money, for sure. Mm. It's mm -hmm. big money that's been influencing our universities, the Ivy Leagues, Harvard and Yale. You know, those lawyers that they turn out from those schools, for example, are doing pretty significant lawfare against our Constitution and our, and our American cultural way of life and success. So, you know, you generally follow the money, and, and someone's behind these universities, someone's behind the corporations, and someone's behind the politicians. And, you know, it's, it's people, sadly, that have been selling our liberty for personal gain and enrichment. That's what it boils down to. You know, Jeff, it's the old saying, bad things happen when good people do nothing. Yeah. And we have had too many people focus on their own joy and presentism than actually preserving liberty for our children and grandchildren. The real selfish problem we have. Well, it is. We're all in it for ourselves and uh, not for the greater good. The redeclaration of independence dated October 4th of 2023. What's been the reaction and how many Americans have uh, stood up to add their name to this petition? Well, we are doing very well and it's very well received. We just began launching our media last week. So mm -hmm. we're creeping over a thousand people right now, which is pretty good, uh, yeah. considering we haven't really, you're one of the first people we've spoken to about it. Um, but the reaction is fantastic. And what we do is we ask people to read it, really easy, easy to digest. We're not asking for anything more than your signature, and then to forward it to 10 friends and family members. And we'll get to our number of 25 million. All we need is 10% of the legal citizens here in the country to stand up and be heard. And I guarantee you we will get representative accountability when we get to that. Way before it, actually. And, in fact, you do allow people, because I'm looking at it, you can uh, sign up, but you can also ask that your name be kept anonymous. It'll still count. But if you'd like to see your name right there, just as uh, uh, John Hancock signed his name nice and big at the bottom of the document, you don't even need your eyeglasses to see it. That's uh, a part of this as well. How are you going to, lastly, uh, Barry Hinckley, going to measure success of this effort? Great question, Jeff. And uh, the key to this is getting the representatives or the candidates running against them to sign it and agree to be held accountable. And when they know that we mean business and this is what the business we want them to do when they're in Washington, they will sign it. And once they agree to hold themselves accountable so we can measure them when they come back to their district and want their job back, that's when we know we're successful, when the representatives and candidates. So it's not only you and your family that need to sign. You need to ask your representatives, here's how we're going to hold you accountable and what we want you to do when you're in Washington. This isn't what you want to do when you're in Washington. This is what we want you to do. That will be our measure of success. This is a great effort. 
Uh, I'm so glad that you folks undertook this. I'm so glad you're there at CPAC uh, spreading the word and that you're spreading the word to the Todd Starnes audience as well. Mr. Hinckley, thanks so much for your time, and uh, we'll check in and see how this is going further down the line. Much appreciated. It's great to be with you, Jeff. Good to be with you, sir. Barrett Hinckley, Barry Hinckley, the Redeclaration of Independence is online at redeclaration.org. That's redeclaration.org. Add your name to the list. If you're on the phone line, please stay there. I'll get to you, I promise, right after this break from the Liberty University studio. I do need to remind you that Barry Hinckley joined us on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Patriot Mobile celebrating a decade as America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. The team have been great supporters of this program. It's a great partnership, and it's a great service because Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks. So, key here is you get the same coverage you've been used to, but your money every month doesn't go to fund the left. Let me say that again. Your money every month does not go to fund the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our precious military veterans and first responder heroes. 100% U.S.-based customer service team. Thank you very much. They make switching easy. You can keep your number, you can keep your phone, or you can upgrade to another phone, or you can switch your number. You can do any of this. Their team finds the best plan for your needs. And here's where you go to get the whole thing started. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Todd or call 972-PATRIOT. And you need to use the offer code Todd because that gets you free activation. Make the switch today, won't you? PatriotMobile.com slash Todd or call 972-PATRIOT. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Todd or call 972-PATRIOT. Phone number is 901-260-5926. Your call's on the other side. Jeff Stein in for Todd. This is the Todd Starn Show. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Welcome back to the Liberty University studio and the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. We've got five minutes left before the end of the hour, and I'll split it between two callers. Simon, you're listening on the flagship, the Mighty 990 in Memphis. What's on your mind today, Simon? Hey, Jeff. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to all of us rallying around President Trump once uh, Nikki Haley's out of the picture. And as Trump suggested, and I really like, I think this is the best suggestion ever, that if uh, any countries in NATO haven't paid up, that will encourage Russia to do whatever they want with them. 
Do you think at CPAC maybe they could do like a straw poll as to which NATO country we could encourage Russia to take over first? I, I, I vote for Estonia. Do you have any favorites? I do not. I do not have any favorites, but I appreciate it, Simon, calling in from uh, Tennessee, listening to the Mighty 990. Look, the concept of free ride needs to be over. That's the serious point here. The idea that the free ride is over, pay your own way, the U.S. will be there to support you, but we're not going to be suckers anymore. And that was the whole idea in the Trump administration, or perhaps the first Trump administration. The broad point, though, is at some point it's time to rally around a nominee. And we can speculate as to why Nikki Haley is still in the race. I, Frankly, I get through the first four. That's fine. Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, South Carolina. Get through the first four. But if there's no path after that, you have to wonder about motives. 901-260-5926. John, you're on the line from North Carolina. Thanks for listening in today. What's on your mind? Not much, Jeff, but uh, you may have mentioned about the Speaker of the House getting all the Republicans together and made his little spill. Yeah. Uh, why haven't they done anything about the Johnson Amendment from 1956? They should have been thrown out a long time ago and allow the preachers to preach you know, patriotism and everything else, and endorse a candidate if that is needed or not. You know, they allowed Kathleen uh, Harris uh, back in 2020 to talk about it from a pulpit or two. But oh, yet yeah. they never tried to take a 5013C from those churches she spoke at. You know, I'm sorry. If they're not going to support the law, of IRS get rid of the 5013C from the churches when they talk about political issues. Uh, let's get rid of it all the way. Well, do you suppose if Donald Trump got up at uh, Pastor Jeffers' church there in Texas and uh, spoke from the pulpit, they'd be looking at his 501c3 nonprofit uh, tax exempt status? That, that, church would, that church would be gone bankrupt because all the taxes they have fined for him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, one thing that's important, again, what what John is mentioning is the Johnson Amendments, named for Lyndon Johnson. But one of the things that's interesting, and, and it says that 501c3 nonprofit corporations, and that does include churches, cannot uh, endorse candidates. But notice that Donald Trump signed an executive order in 2017 that would limit the enforcement of this and of all the things that Joe Biden has undone, I don't believe, John, he undid Trump's executive order on the Johnson Amendment. That seems interesting to me because they obviously want to be able to use it themselves in the way you just mentioned. Yeah, well, I think they should just go ahead and do it away with because then the preachers will preach true patriotism, you know, respect the government as what it is, but yet still talk about Christ like he needs to be. You there know, is room, there's room for everything. Of your daily life. Sorry to jump on top of you. Basically, there's room for everything, right? I mean, the, the church is such an important fixture in people's lives. There's room for everything. Yeah, everybody likes their salt, pepper, ketchup, and mustard. Just none in what quantity, you don't know. 
That's it. <laughs> That's it. Hey, thanks so much for calling in today, John, from North Carolina. I appreciate it, and don't be a stranger. Call back again. 901-260-5926. That's the number and how you can join this coast-to-coast conversation from the Liberty University studio. You know, it, and it is interesting because one of the things that John suggested is how come you can get Democrats going to the pulpit, especially in traditionally black churches, quote-unquote, and that's all fine. But you dare not do it if you're on the other side of the political aisle. That's the uneven enforcement of our laws that is the first step toward losing the country altogether. Because if you don't have a system of justice that is applied uniformly, a system of justice that we can believe in, we've got nothing. And that's why the persecution, the lawfare, as the word has been coined against Donald Trump, is so interesting. Craig Shirley on his latest book about Ronald Reagan. That comes up after the top of the hour. Hour two coming up. Jeff Stein in for Todd. This is the Todd Starn Show. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Wherever you're listening across this, the greatest nation God ever blessed, welcome to Hour 2 of a Thursday edition of the Todd Starnes Radio Program, coast-to-coast on 150 great radio stations and streaming live at toddstarns.com. Hello, fellow patriots. Jeff Stein filling in again for Todd this hour. Coming to you from the Liberty University studio at my home base, News Talk 1540 KXEL, in Cedar Rapids and Waterloo, Iowa, the 50,000-watt blowtorch scorching the heartland with accurate news and reasonable views. 901-260-5926. That's the number you can call to join this coast-to-coast conversation. We'll take your calls in the next segment. But now we go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, and it is always a privilege to speak with the noted presidential historian and author Craig Shirley. Mr. Shirley's new book, released last week by Post Hill Press, is called The Search for Reagan. Craig Shirley, Jeff Stein, filling in for Todd from Iowa. How are you, sir? Jeff, how are you? I am quite well. I always enjoy our conversations because I learn so much. 
And you're very kind to say that. So this is the sixth book you have written on Mr. Reagan. Why this book at this time? Well, every other book I wrote on Reagan, of course, you know, uh, both my wife and I worked for Reagan in the 80s, and that was really a halcyon time for young conservatives to be in Washington, be part of a political revolution being led by a man that we thought very, very highly of and uh, actually, uh, you know, adored. he was just a man of such principles and such character and such. But anyway, um, all my previous books have been about different points in time in Reagan's career, about the 1980 campaign, about the 1976 campaign, about the post-presidency. But I always wanted to do something that would, one, explore his considerable intellect, and it was considerable, and his and his compassion but also refute the uh, many lies of the uh, left that they've spun out over the years about Reagan. You know, Napoleon once said that uh, Hitler, hi- history is a pa- pack of lies agreed upon. <laughs> and uh, there have been a lot of lies that have been spun by the left about Ronald Reagan, about Reagan and race, Reagan and Gorbachev, Reagan and AIDS, Reagan and so many other issues. So I decided to, to take that on head-on uh, while also uh, going over the, the the depth of the man's intellect. So that's what I tried to do in the search for Reagan. And again, the uh, subtitle is very important. The search for Reagan subtitle, The Appealing Intellectual Conservatism of Ronald Reagan. The caricature, and and again, I voted for Reagan. First president I ever voted for. I'm 60 years old. Uh, so again, it was a pivotal I got, I time. I had a couple years, Jeff. Good for you. <laughs> well, I I figured I got to own up to it. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, and and again, Mr. Reagan, uh, we we here in Iowa have a fondness for him because of this is where he started in radio. Right, W H O W O C. But we did not just give him a pass in that 1980 caucus that he thought he'd walk away with either. And so, uh, you know, this is a complicated story of Reagan. The caricature, as I started to say before I interrupted myself, the caricature is of someone who is just blindly following some doctrine. uh, And and if he even had the intellectual curiosity for that. And you uh, you've stood this on your on its head in this book. Yeah, I hope I hope to do that, Jeff. You know. Uh, most men reach a point, I'd say at about 40 years of age, where they they have a fixed view of the world, mm-hmm. and they don't change for the rest of their lives. They, 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 they adopt an ideology, whether it's liberal or conservative, or no ideology at all, and they stay that way for the rest of their lives. But, but not Reagan. Reagan's intellectual uh, curiosity uh, continued to grow through the rest of his life. He didn't, you know, he didn't adopt a lot of his issues until he was after 40. Of course, he didn't change uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't run for governor until he was 55 years old when he first ran for governor of California, and he only changed parties a couple years before. Be, you know, before that, you know, of course, he'd been Democrat his whole life. He'd been voted for FDR four times, was cut a commercial for uh, Harry Truman, was part of uh, Hollywood for Truman, uh, campaigned for Helen Gahagan Douglas against Richard Nixon for the U.S. Senate out there in 1950 in California. So he, he adopted his, his Republican and conservative philosophy uh, much later. I would say the conservative philosopher came earlier. The, the Republican registration came later. But, you know, as far as many issues uh, such as tax cuts and, uh, and pro-life and things like that, he didn't, th- those things didn't develop until later in his life. 
We mentioned in the last hour that this, of course, is George Washington's birthday. Tomorrow is the birthday of the Republican Party, founded 170 years ago tomorrow in Crawfordsville, Iowa. And we mentioned also that Mr. Reagan is famously uh, known to have said, I didn't leave the Democrat Party, the Democrats left me. And that's really what you're talking about, that as he evolved his views, the last thing, in essence, in the chain is switching the voter registration card. I I tell you, though, I think there are a lot of folks on the right who mischaracterize his views as well, because it's uh, it's popular to uh, wear the cloak of Reagan without actually knowing what you're talking about. Boy, you just hit the nail on the head, Jeff, is that I've been talking, I've been doing, I talked to uh, Mark Levin the other day about this very subject, mm-hmm. um, uh, that, that people who claim to the mantle of Reaganism without claiming to the ideology of Reaganism, who, who use it as a, uh, as, as a battering ram, like, for instance, uh, Chris Christie. Uh, will tell you, you know, he, he was, he, he was Reaganite, even though he was actually for uh, Gerald Ford, worked for Gerald Ford, and, and simply uses Reagan to bash Donald Trump. Well, I'm sorry, no, no look, they're two different men, they have two different, uh, said, you know, two different approaches to life, but they, you know what, is it, they're, they're very similar on their issues as far as tax cuts, abortion, strong national defense, secure borders. Uh, is that Reagan and, and Donald Trump are, are almost completely overlap? Uh, so there, there are frauds out there like Chris Christie uh, who will falsely use Reagan simply as a battering ram against uh, Donald Trump, and, and well, there are others too. Uh, you know, you, you've you've seen them. I've seen them. Uh, the people who claim to uh, do aspire to the mantle of Reagan, but don't really embrace the mantle of Reagan. And I wonder if a lot of that, Mr. Shirley, is uh, people who figure, well, Mr. Reagan's been gone from the scene so long, there's a percentage of voters who don't remember when he was in office, but they know they're supposed to like him. So right. if you if you invoke his name, then then that's the uh, that's the entree. Absolutely. They try, they try to pull the wool over people's eyes. They, they try to, uh, and that's what I guess part of, Part of what I do, <laughs> you know, very poorly or, or not well enough, or whatever. But to remind people what Reagan was about, what he stood for—not just about the about his character, which was a superb character, you know, just utterly decent man. I I, I was with him many many times, um, and uh, this was a man just of enormous enormous uh, goodwill and, and charity and and, and optimism. Um, but also his ideology is also he believed utterly in the individual. If you go back and look at his speeches when he was president, how many times he cites the the, the rights and the privacy and the dignity and the freedom of the of the individual. He truly believed, you know, as as do I and as do you, the individual is superior to the state. Uh, the individual's rights are tantamount. In reality. Had he not been a Hollywood actor, his story would have made a hell of a Hollywood movie, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, but Hollywood will never... Well, there's, there's <laughs> an attempt right now. There's an attempt right now at a movie to be made about Ronald Reagan by a friend of mine, and he's been struggling for a number of years. And uh, I, I saw uh, I saw a, a, a early cut of it uh, last year when I was out in California, and it was quite good. A uh, movie about Reagan, it was, it was quite good. Uh, is that, and I'm, and I'm looking forward to the, uh, the actual release. Uh, I don't know when. He, I, I'm not sure he knows when exactly, but it, it, it does tell 
the, the accurate and true story about Ronald Reagan, and, and you're absolutely right. His life is a Hollywood script. Be a lifeguard at Lowell Park in Dixon, Illinois. Go on to uh, announce uh, ball games on the radio. Be a Hollywood actor and ultimately president of the United States after winning the governorship in California as a Republican. And that alone, people these days can't conceive of. And, and, and president of the Screen Actors Guild for six yeah. terms. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there was uh, we used to call men like that. You know, Renaissance men mm, uh, mm-hmm. because he was he was quite literate. He probably generated more letters as president than any president before him. He wrote radio scripts. He wrote uh, columns. Excuse me. I'm sorry. He wrote columns. He wrote mm-hmm. uh, three books. You know, one was uh, as president, the only president to write a book while he was in his presidency. He wrote Abortion on the Conscience of the Nation, which is just a marvelous, marvelous defense of uh, the right to life of unborn, uh, of unborn children. The book is entitled The Search for Reagan, The Appealing Intellectual Conservatism of Ronald Reagan, released last week on Post Hill Press. Craig Shirley, the author, and we have another couple of minutes. You know, it's an occupational hazard, I suppose, for someone like me, but I collect presidential campaign buttons. You know, you put them in the frame, and there they are in the wall of the office, and there's a very nice little lapel pin that says, Reagan. Let's make America great America again. Great again. <laughs> and what yes. I find interesting about that, and this is not uh, in comparison with the current Make America Great Again movement, but the Reagan phrase started with let's. Let's make America great again. That right. truly bespeaks of his feeling about Americans and their love for country and homeland. Right, uh, precisely. Well, he, he, you know, he... He, he truly embraced the, the the word republic, which of course, you know, is Latin for of the people. Uh, he, he he truly embraced that, and he got so much uh, so much information. I'll give you two examples. I'll give you three examples. Is that sure. while he was president, he got more letters up to that time, more letters as president than any president before him, before more, more than JFK, more than uh, Franklin Roosevelt. And he would read, not all of his letters, because there were thousands, thousands, but his staff would give him a, a, sh- a small stack of, news, of, of, new, of letters on his desk every day. And there were, there were, there were three piles. There were letters that absolutely hated his guts and le- letters that, that loved him and letters from people that were really, truly hurting. And he read them. He read them. And he, he, he read them every day because he wanted, to know, he wanted to know the thinking of the American people. And that was his window into getting outside of Washington. Uh, is that uh, another time was uh, after the 76 campaign when he barely lost to Gerald Ford and gave that marvelous, marvelous, marvelous uh, extemporaneous speech there in yeah. Kansas City. Now it was broadcast on all three networks and went on, out on Armed Forces Radio. It was heard by everybody. I heard it when I was, I was slinging hash at a seafood restaurant in Cape Cod. <laughs> and I was behind the bar bartending one night, and there was Reagan's speech, and that was really inspired me to get involved in politics. But anyway, he gave that speech, and he went out that fall. He, he had no intention of running again. He thought, that's it. I've, done, I've tried twice. To, you know, the, the, I'll be 69 in 19, 1980, uh, you know, so I should just uh, become a senior statesman for the party. But he went out campaigning that fall for... Republican candidates nationwide. He campaigned for Newt Gingrich. He campaigned for dozens, dozens of campaigns for the House and Senate. And every place he went, 
every place you went, you know, cabbies and uh, and valets and chambermaids and cops would come up to him and say, "Oh, governor, you've got to run." I saw that speech; it was a marvelous speech. You've got to run one more time. You just got to try it one more time. And he that really, really influenced him heavily to thinking, "Okay, maybe I should try it one more time." And then finally. Uh, he was on a plane with with my old friend Mike Deaver, uh, mm-hmm. sitting there on the plane waiting to take off, and and he was sitting there, uh, you know, in the aisle. And the woman got on. She she came, went up to Reagan and embraced him. And she said, "Oh, Governor, you've got to run one more time." And after she departed, he turned to Mike and says, "Well, I guess that's it. I better do it again." And <laughs> so, but he truly, truly listened to the American people. Uh, it more more than than uh, more than any other president, he really took his inspiration and his direction from the American people. And left office with a seventy three percent approval rating. That's double what you see these days. Yes, yes, <laughs> more than double. What uh, Joe Biden his latest approval rating is thirty three percent. So Reagan was more than double. Mm, my. Craig Shirley, it is always a privilege to speak with you, and I encourage everyone to pick up a copy of the new book released last week on Post Hill Press, The Search for Reagan. Mr. Shirley, thanks so much. Thank you, Jeff, so much. Have a good week. You do the same, sir. Craig Shirley, the book, The Search for Reagan, forward written by Mark Levin. And he joined us on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line. Let us know your thoughts at 901-260-5926. We'll take your calls from the Liberty University studio after this break. Jeff Stein in for Todd, and this is the Todd Starn Show. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Welcome back to the Todd Starn Show, Liberty University Studio. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today as he and various members of the Starns Media Group team are at the National Religious Broadcasters Conference in Nashville. CPAC also getting underway, so lots of good folks getting together to exchange good ideas. And once again, if you missed the last segment with Reagan biographer Craig Shirley on his excellent new book, The Search for Reagan, Wait a little bit. Later today, go to toddstarns.com. You can listen to that interview again, part of the Toddcast podcast. See how we did that? It's at toddstarns.com. 901-260-5926 is how you can join this coast-to-coast conversation. Coming up after the bottom of the hour break, Elaine Parker will join us. Ms. Parker is Chief Communications Officer for the Job Creators Network. Now, these folks pay attention to small business owners around the country, the people who are the engine 
that that keeps this economy moving. And they have their finger on the pulse of the things that government is doing that help and hurt. And the current administration is a long list of things that hurt our businesses and our job creators. And we'll talk about some of those with Elaine Parker. That's coming up after the bottom of the hour. Coming up next hour, Dr. Naomi Wolf. Her most recent book is entitled Facing the Beast, Courage, Faith, and Resistance in a New Dark Age. Her story is so fascinating because if that name's familiar... It's because she was one of the leading voices on the political left. And then came the COVID situation, and she politely raised her hand and said, this doesn't make sense. What's this deal with this vaccination? Why are we uh, stifling people's speech, etc.? And she found herself getting canceled by the people who had been lifelong friends. And uh, in uh, her group doing some research, uh, along with Steve Bannon and his group, they've come up with some fascinating information about those uh, COVID shots, the jabs. And we'll talk with Dr. Naomi Wolf about Facing the Beast, her latest book. And that is coming up in just a little more than a half hour. Mike Lindell, by the way, my pillow, what a wonderful thing. I'll tell you a little more about it in this hour, but I can tell you that it doesn't matter what time I get to bed. It doesn't matter how early I have to get up. Thanks to the MyPillow products and the MyPillow sheets that I have on the bed, I always know it's going to be a good night's sleep. And uh, it allows me to do my radio show here in Iowa, then turn around and do this program to talk to you across the country. So uh, I'll tell you a little more about my experiences with MyPillow and one of their special discounts. We'll do that before the end of this hour as well. All right, a little break now, and on the other side, Elaine Parker of the Job Creators Network. Let's make a list of all the ways the Biden administration is killing business in this country. That's coming up. Jeff Stein in for Todd. This is the Todd Starn Show. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election story, Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Welcome back to the Liberty University studio in the Todd Starn Show, 901-260-5926. That's how you can connect with us, 901-260-5926. We'll take your calls in the next segment. But joining us now on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line is Elaine Parker. Ms. Parker is Chief Communications Officer for the Job Creators Network. Thanks for joining us on the Starn Show. Jeff Stein in for Todd today. Ms. Parker, how are you? Hey, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me. It is good to speak with you again. We've spoken on my program here in Iowa in the past, but for the national audience, tell us about the Job Creators Network. Who are you folks, and what do you do? 
Sure. The Job Creators Network is a national small business advocacy organization, and we focus on advocating for um, policies that help small businesses and amplifying their voice because uh, they need lower taxes and less regulations and pro-growth policies. JobCreatorsNetwork.com is the website where you can get all manner of good information. I suggested before the break, before you came on, that one of the things that you folks do is pay very close attention to action by government at all levels that could get in the way of the mission of business in this country, small business, business of any size. And usually these governmental mandates are the things that are real job growth killers. Let's talk about electric vehicles and and where you folks think that is going. Well, it certainly looks like that the Biden administration's proposed new rules on EVs to make um, uh, two-thirds of all new vehicle sales um, EVs by 2032 um, that they may be actually backing away from that, and that's coming as a result of widespread opposition across the political spectrum. I mean, you saw resistance from the auto manufacturers, the dealers, the labor unions. Small businesses told us through our polling, uh, 70% of them uh, opposed these EV mandates. Um, so, you know, never underestimate the power of the people to change bad policies because this pressure campaign may have actually worked. And I'm a cynical sort by nature, but uh, usually I'm not disappointed, unfortunately, when it has to do with government. And it, it seems like the pressure, yes, got a little uh, stronger, but I have to think if this were not a presidential election year, they'd be doubling down on this, which makes me worried about what a second Democrat administration in a row, whether it's Biden or whomever, what they would do on this. In other words, they may be talking the talk right now, but they're going to walk a very different walk next year if reelected. Yeah, I, and, and the cynic in me probably agrees with you on that, um, except that the, the reprieve is nice, obviously, because to try to um, make that mandate in less than 10 years uh, would have just been impossible. I mean, we've got battery range issues, charging um, capability does not exist, the price of EVs are very high, um, and even Consumer Reports came out with a, a report on EVs that they have 80% more problems than gas-powered vehicles. It's a new technology. Um, frankly, my biggest problem, um, besides the mandate on them, is the fact that EVs should be facing the same economic um, realities of our free market forces that every other industry has to face. And instead, it's being propped up through the possibility of these mandates, but also through the tax subsidies um, that people get. I mean, remember, these cars cost, you know, $60,000, 70000 This is not your average Joe going and buying an EV. These are people who are well off and make enough money to spend that kind of money, but they're being subsidized by taxpayer dollars. And every single EV, um, auto manufacturers and taxpayers lose money on Elaine Parker of the Job Creators Network, jobcreatorsnetwork.com, joining us on the Todd Starn Show, Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today. All of these mandates, and, and, you know, EVs, that was a huge one, and here I am in the heartland, and we're looking around, uh, you know, at big farm machinery, for example, saying, okay, I don't know where I'm going to plug that in, uh, and then all of the cold snap and people having problems across the country, it really laid wide open the the concerns about that this was just not an idea that was yet ready 
Is there a cost to business at what may be either a, retru- a reprieve or an about face? I mean, because as you've noted, they've already had to invest as if a 2030 deadline was going to be there. Well, that's true, and that's the unfortunate part about um, government um, kind of distorting um, the marketplace when they are picking winners and losers um, through mandates and tax subsidies is the the business community has to react to that, and when they start to react, there's money that has to be spent. And so that's the unfortunate part. And one of the things that business, whether they're large or small businesses, um, rely upon is they need um, stability. They need, need to be able to plan accordingly so that they can make decisions long range for their um, businesses. Um, they can't just make decisions every four years when there's an election. Well, and to that point, we've got what have been called the Trump tax cuts uh, set to expire. I imagine for some, if the name Trump is attached to it, they're vo- going to vote against it regardless of, of what it did. But that's going to be quite a wake-up call, and it brings up the point you just made. If you're trying to plan as an individual or a family, that's bad enough. But when you're running a business and everybody else's family is relying on you, and we can't keep a consistent tax policy because of the wide pendulum swings, that's that, that, that it is a crippler. Just to state as bluntly as possible, it is an absolute economic crippler because people are too afraid to take a chance. You know, that's a great point, Jeff. And the the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which is landmark legislation passed um, in 2017 under the Trump administration, was actually the the biggest um, boon to our economy um, at people at every level of of income. And as a matter of fact, people at the lower levels of income, their incomes were growing at a faster rate than the, the people who made more. Um, so blue-collar people were getting ahead faster than white-collar people. Um, the Democrats made a huge argument um, and, and continued with their messaging that they were all went to the to the wealthy, and the reality is, oh, and that it was going to cost us over a trillion and a half dollars. And the reality is that under the Trump tax cut, revenues, and this comes from the CBO, so that's the nonpartisan um, Congressional Budget Office, that mm-hmm. since the t- t- Trump tax cuts went into into effect, uh, revenues are up 30% from what they were pre-Trump tax, uh, tax cuts, but our spending has gone up. So it proves that tax cuts do increase revenue, but the, we have a spending problem. We do not have a revenue problem, and that is squarely at the foot of uh, Washington, D.C. Obviously... Speaking of spending problems, the administration is uh, trying to help out those who may have overextended with their student loans. And once again, uh, here comes another cancellation of debt. Oh, it's only $1.2 billion. In one respect, uh, I, I would assume a lot of folks would be upset about this and, and make comments. Your organization, the Job Creators Network, is no different. But why is it that the student loan forgiveness is something that really is uh, on your radar as a group? Well, we are actually one of the two cases that um, took the administration to court, um, all the way to the Supreme Court, as a matter of fact. Um, Our case was filed in, in Texas in late 2022 when the program was first announced, and it was actually our judge... Um, ruled in favor of us and actually stopped the program 
to allow, which allowed it to then uh, get appealed up to the Supreme Court, where they ultimately, in a 6-3 decision, struck the entire thing down. Now, the, the Supreme Court, um, I mean, that is the highest court in the land. Mm-hmm. And this president continues to um, come up with workarounds that are lawless workarounds. Um, the Supreme Court said, you can't rewrite the laws. And he continues to rewrite the laws and forgive, um, they've now forgiven almost $140 billion in student loans, and they they continue to say that he's fulfilling his promise to fix the student loan process. Tell me how forgiving loans fixes the root cause of the problem, when the root cause of the problem are these greedy colleges and universities that are sitting on $800 billion in endowments, and they continue selling a degree program to these students with absolutely no measurements of success, whether or not these students will know if they have, can pay back these loans. Every time the, the president re, re, um, forgives these loans, he sends a blank check to the colleges and universities and says, keep raising the tuition because we'll keep forgiving these loans. Well, they don't want to interrupt the uh, indoctrination factories that they've created on those college campuses. Well, this is nothing more than a vote-buying exercise as well. Sure. I mean, in the, at the end of the day, this is a vote-buying exercise. And what it's doing is setting a precedent um, for, you know, you've got 4 million people who have had their loans forgiven at this point. But for the people who are taking out loans coming this, this next fall and then the next fall, they're going to have an expectation of having their loans forgiven, too. And the reality is you, you, the, these colleges and universities continue raising tuition at twice the rate of inflation with zero measurements for success, zero accountability. They should have some skin in the game. They should have to underwrite a portion of these loans. They should have to clearly disclose what the success measurements are I and mean, what can a student expect to make if they get a gender studies degree. And what is the job market available for that type of degree program or whatever the degree program is? And that way the student can make an educated decision on do I want do I want to take a loan out for fifty thousand dollars for this degree program when it's only going to there's only ten jobs available in the entire country and it's only gonna pay me twenty thousand dollars a year. So I don't know much about advertising and the cost, and I'm not really asking you the cost, but I'm guessing you don't just get a billboard in Times Square for cheap, so you had to be pretty uh, pretty serious about the message. Uh, tell us what you folks have put up there for the world to see. <laughs> yeah, today we put up a billboard in Times Square um, calling out the administration for failing to secure the southern border. Um, and it basically is a video of those those police officers in New York City that were um, the short video of the police officers that were attacked by the uh, illegal migrants on the streets. And it says, hey, Joe, if the cops aren't safe because of your open borders, then nobody is. Um, your listeners can go to secureourbordersnow.com and fill out a petition calling on the Biden administration to, to act on the border because he does have the authority um, to secure the border. And the reality is that securing our borders secures our communities. Um, there's a lot of crime coming over uh, over the border, a lot of drugs. And our polling of our small business owners last month shows 30% of our small business owners think that crime is now impacting the cost of doing businesses between the shoplifting and the loss of inventory and the increase in security uh, to keep their customers and employees safe. 
Boy, that's a staggering amount. SecureOurBordersNow.com to sign the petition tied to that excellent billboard. JobCreatorsNetwork.com, the overall website for the organization. Ms. Parker, thanks so much for the excellent conversation. As always, I hope we talk again soon. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye now. Elaine Parker, Chief Communications Officer for the Job Creators Network, and they are online at JobCreatorsNetwork.com. And she joined us, as do all guests, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line. Ron, you're in North Carolina. You're on hold. Hold just a few more minutes. I promise we'll get to you right after this break. The rest of you, why not call and get in line behind Ron at 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. Thanks for being along on the Todd Starn Show. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Welcome back to the Todd Starn Show from the Liberty University Studio. 901-260-5926 is the number that Ron used to call in from North Carolina. Ron, thanks for the call. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. And thank you for wearing the uniform of the U.S. so that some of us did not have to. What's on your mind today? Uh, Jeff, yeah, really great talking to you. I just want to make it clear that I, I listen to Sean Hannity and I listen to you guys when I'm in North Carolina, and I, and I can't understand you ought to be bringing it up every day for disabled vets, guys that have shot up, combat wounded veterans. That Joe Biden brags about being a lifeguard. He brags about playing baseball while he was in college. Uh, you know, lifeguard and baseball, which takes a lot of energy, and uh, yet he took four deferments on asthma. And, and, and you guys need to bring this up more. It just needs to be told how, how they lied to get out of being over there with the rest of the guys was drafted during the Vietnam War. It, uh, I was over there in uh, uh, Quezon, which was a butcher shop, where mm-hmm. uh, 198 was killed, taking three hills over there and 400 wounded. It was 880, 881, and 860. And then around the Quezon airstrip during the siege. I mean, it was a butcher shop. And these guys, they, they were drafted. They laid their life on the line. But you hear Joe Biden, he bragging about, oh, I was a lifeguard, and, and uh, I, I played baseball, and I good, had good, had good, glo- good gloves. I think he said he played some football. How do you do that with asthma and, and then get forward to ferments? And it just bring it up every day. And these disabled vets, it makes them sick, believe me, especially when he walks up there and those guys have to salute him. No, oh, my gosh, that, there would be, would be nothing more galling than to have to show respect to a commander-in-chief that you don't respect like that. 
Ron, it is such an excellent point that you make calling in, listening on WSIC in North Carolina, and you held a long time to make it. Thank you again for your service, and thank you for the excellent suggestion, because it is true, we can never repay those who wore the uniform and their families, and it is rather disgusting to have people who are posers, in essence, uh, try to act like they have some sort of equivalency. Dennis, you're listening in Tennessee on WTJS. I only have a couple of minutes, but they're yours, sir. What's on your mind? Well, you want to know what I thought about the Republican Party and what they should be? Yes, sir. Again, we know what the Democrat Party is. They stick together always. They'll tell you a lie, cheat, steal, do anything as long as they win. But if they, whatever they say, they expect you to believe instead of your eyes and instead of the facts, you're supposed to believe they're lie because they said it. That's the Democrat. My problem is I know the Democrats. Republicans will lie to you and tell you we're going to do away with Obamacare. We're going to do all these conservative things, and then they'll get up there, and the only thing they do is help the Democrats. We need a party that is an alternative to the Democrat Party. You can call them Republican. You call them anything you want to as long as they are a party that can win elections and do what they say they will do. Republicans talk a good game. Trump plays a good game. Their trouble with Trump is he does what he said he would do. (laughs) And we do not need the Republican Party as it stands today. And we don't have an alternative to the Democrat Party. We don't have anybody else we can vote for. No, you're exactly right. Do you think that there are enough like-minded people like you who can uh, help push this to where it needs to be to get the message through to these uh, so-called Republicans? Look at the people that are standing and pushing and praying for Trump to get back in there. These are the ones that I stand with. These are the ones that feel like I feel. And I'm not taking, you know, it's not me. I'm part of many. You're exactly right. An alternative party to the Democrats. Mitch McConnell. Well, we're up against it, and I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Dennis. We're up against it. Thanks for listening on Super Talk 93.1 in Jackson, Tennessee. We appreciate you. Right? We need an alternative. We don't need the Uniparty. Dennis in Tennessee is exactly right, and it's a good way to close this hour of the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein in for Todd. Hour three coming up. Stay with us. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election 
storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. Wherever you're listening across this, the greatest nation God ever blessed, welcome to Hour 3 of a Thursday edition of the Todd Starnes Radio Program, coast-to-coast on more than 150 outstanding radio stations, and streaming live at ToddStarnes.com. Hello, fellow patriots, Jeff Stein, filling in for Todd today. Todd and a number of the staff members are at the National Religious Broadcasters event in Nashville, where President Trump will be speaking this evening. That gives me the opportunity to talk to you from my home base at News Talk 1540 KXEL in Cedar Rapids and Waterloo, Iowa, the 50,000-watt blowtorch scorching the heartland with accurate news and reasonable views. And the program comes to you, as always, from the Liberty University studio. 901-260-5926. That's how you can join this coast-to-coast conversation. 901-260-5926. We will get to your calls in the next segment and for the rest of the hour. But we go now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. And this guest has the following in her Twitter X profile. Deplatformed eight times, still right. I'm speaking of Dr. Naomi Wolf, whose most recent book is entitled Facing the Beast, Courage, Faith, and Resistance in a New Dark Age. Dr. Wolf, Jeff Stein in Iowa filling in for Todd. Good to talk to you again. How are you? Thanks so much for having me on again. I appreciate it. This journey that you have taken to the work that you're doing currently, including at the website dailyclout.io, This, for the audience that doesn't know uh, the full story, uh, this all came as a result of COVID, correct? Um, Yeah, it did, in the sense that uh, we were locked down because of COVID. Our rights were violated because of COVID. Um, And then uh, the solution to lockdown and COVID is a vaccine that didn't finish its trial until 2023, was rolled out on the population in the end of 2020. And um, it, our team, uh, due to a successful lawsuit by Aaron Theory, uh, a team of 3,250 doctors and scientists and uh, medical fraud investigators and biostatisticians and research scientists joined together under the leadership of um, my COO, Amy Kelly, uh, at my company, Daily Clout, and they read through the Pfizer documents released under court order and found the greatest uh, crime against humanity ever. Um, the horrible, murderous outcomes, sterilizing outcomes, disabling outcomes that Pfizer knew about. Um, and, you know, two years after we started issuing these reports, Bloomberg and other legacy news outlets have just published a major study confirming that I mean, they're downplaying it, but at least they're acknowledging that um, the, the injections cause 
horribly severe injuries and, and death. And again, the biggest uh, sin, if you will, that you committed was having the audacity to tell the world about it. In some people's eyes, I mean, this this was one of those pivotal events where, again, uh, folks that had been uh, that you'd been arm in arm with in in other issues, uh, you were all of a sudden on the outside. Yes, thank you. So um, that's not the end of the story, as you rightly point out. Uh, yeah. When I first started reporting in June of 2021 on um, eyewitness accounts from women describing their own bodies, that they were having menstrual problems upon receiving these injections, like severe menstrual problems, like 10-year-old girls menstruating upon receiving the injection, women in their 80s bleeding, um, you know, two periods a month, no periods, hemorrhaging. I don't have to go into detail on a family, you know, daytime show, but um, horrible, injurious damage to women. Uh, I, I literally posted an account of that and this is something you know my beat for 35 years i'm famous as a a nonfiction writer about women's issues women's sexual and reproductive health issues Mm -hmm. and um all i did was post that tweet and i was the platform from twitter and facebook and youtube and also smeared globally and it turns out uh due to a lawsuit by two attorneys general it turns out that um, it was the White House behind my deplatforming, that they were illegally coercing, um, putting pressure on uh, uh, social media companies to deplatform and smear critics of um, some subjects such as this. It was my own president that I voted for that was deplatforming and smearing me. And the story, and I know you want the story quite appropriately to be about the atrocities, but I think it is important, and I'm glad you mentioned in detail what happened to you as the individual raising your hand and saying what had happened, because too few people were willing to do that. They uh, they were willing just to go along to get along or worried about their own reputation and and uh, or what they perceive to be their reputation. Uh, your career has been made, as you note, of uh, nonfiction writing on these issues, and, and I don't know how a person of conscience could have remained silent, but many did. So Facing the Beast, tell us what we find in this book as opposed to the other writings that you have done of late on this topic. Thank you so much. Well, indeed, that is correct. Um, I... Basically, it, it tells the story of, of the journey I took after I was deplatformed um, when I kind of became a non-person among the liberal legacy media and left that, you know, I'd been so comfortable among and I'd been kind of a member of the elite, really, the global elite. And I got kicked out of that, thank God. It was the best thing that ever happened to me in many ways, um, apart from, you know, my children and my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I, I spent the last two years talking to conservatives and libertarians and realizing that a lot of what I believed was not true, was based on falsehoods. Um, so there's a, a chapter in my book uh, called Dear Conservatives, I Apologize, in which I kind of take responsibility for believing so much nonsense. Um, and also on this journey, and partly because of the work that was uncovered by you know the Pfizer documents volunteers, um, which is so catastrophic and so intentionally aimed at debilitating the future, right? Um, sterilizing people, dropping the population. We're down 13 to 20% um, reduction in live births in, in the West uh, due to these injections. Um, as a result of witnessing that evil, I began to think much more seriously about evil, and then I concluded 
from the nature of the evil that God must be more literal than I had thought God was because this incredibly impressive evil must be aimed at something. Um, so it's also a story of kind of an awakening of faith. Uh, and yeah, that was a surprise to me. I, I do believe we're in a time of, in, in which these events, which are not just these events, are also symptoms of a, really a cosmic battle between good and evil in which, um, you know, we really need to choose a side. We're being forced to choose a side. It has occurred to me, and first I'll remind the audience, Naomi Wolf is our guest, the most recent book, Facing the Beast, Courage, Faith, and Resistance in a New Dark Age, dailyclout.io for all manner of good information. She joins us on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line on the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today. It, it seems to me that in some of these past, I'll say conflicts, it's not a good phrase, uh, we've at least assumed that those with whom we disagreed, we may just have a disagreement, but there was not evil intention. There was not, and, and again, maybe I'm just too myopic about everything, but uh, it seems that we at least gave the benefit of the doubt to those who did not agree with us, and, and now the motives of, of many of these people. Again, you're talking about the health and welfare of human society in exchange for a few dollars. I mean, it, it's about as blunt as that, isn't it? I mean, it's worse than that, right? I wish it was just greed. It, it's, it's not just greed. Um, yeah. I mean, there is... Uh, I, my original research, and this is why the title is Based on the Beast, right? The Beast is a lot of things. Um, nominally, the Beast was a bear in our backyard that got too comfortable with us. Um, but that's a metaphor for, in that chapter, I described my original research finding that the beast is the fact that China is a manufacturer of these injections um, in a, a memorandum of understanding with Pfizer. And, and China, our sworn enemy that wants us dead, um, manufactured a billion doses of this injection not for use in China. They use a different uh, injection. But um, they opened 14 manufacturing plants in Western Europe and now 11 in the United States. And in 2021, the IP was transferred to China. So now China, which was the source of the back of the virus, which is a bioweapon, you know, thoughtful people have concluded, um, yes. the solution to it is a vaccine, which is also a bioweapon, I have concluded. Um, and the reason I think it's a bioweapon is that the Pfizer documents show massive experimentation on... Um, when they show so much, but they show mass experimentation on the sex organs of rats. You know, the, they, they warn vaccinated men not to have intercourse with women of childbearing age um, without using two reliable forms of contraception. They, mm. you know, detail the fact that, you know, there's 62% of the injuries are women and of those 16% are reproductive disorders in Pfizer's words. Um, I mean, I could go on and on, but basically it's very easy to uh, manipulate the lethality of the injection. And research has now shown that there are like hot batches, right, that are particularly deadly. Um, you can manipulate the lethality just by brand, with Moderna being three times as deadly as Pfizer. They've got 100 micrograms versus 30 micrograms in an adult dose of the active ingredients that are dangerous. And, um, you know, even temperature can manipulate the lethality of the injection. So, uh, and that's what we're seeing. Like, who got mandated? It was it was soldiers. It was sailors. It was special operators. It was first responders. It was um, doctors and nurses. It was 
are next generation college students. These are the people that you need to have a functioning society or to defend a society that is under attack. And then you you match that with um, this open border where millions of people who are not vaccinated are flowing in from the south, right? So you're going to have, and from countries that have no memory of or knowledge of um, human rights or, or constitutions or representative democracy. So what you're going to have is a doubt said, just wait, no, just wait five years. It's an invasion where all you have to do is wait five years because every month a million Americans self-identify newly as disabled according to former BlackRock hedge fund manager, Ed Dowd. And, um, you know, excess deaths are off the charts. And I've mentioned the drop in live births. Well, people coming in over the border, and I'm the daughter and granddaughter of immigrants, this is no, nothing against legal immigration, but people coming in illegally over the border, not vaccinated, um, you know, childbearing age, fighting age, uh, this country is being repopulated by people who are much easier to control, in a, you know, it, with the plans of global serfdom that the global elites obviously have for us. It's frightening because everything that you've said, we can draw a line right to. It's not like you're just kind of, you know, popping off without uh, having thought this through and without having all manner of data, and uh, it is it is truly frightening. I applaud you, as I have in the past, for your career of speaking out, regardless of popularity, and I thank you for the time again today, Dr. Wolf. Hope we talk again soon. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye. Facing the Beast, Courage, Faith, and Resistance in a New Dark Age. That's the latest book by Naomi Wolf, and she joined us on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line here on the Todd Starn Show. 901-260-5926 is how you can connect with us. We have had a stellar list of guests, as is always the case on this program, but the way I see it, it's your calls the rest of the way through. So why not jump on the line and join us at 901-260-5926. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd from the Liberty University studio on the Todd Starn Show. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Welcome back to the Liberty University studio and the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today. 901-260-5926. That's how you can connect with us. That's the number that Joe used to call in from Georgia. Hello, my friend. How are you? Uh, Jeff, great show. I, I just want to tell you, I've never been so excited. We have a great congressman from Georgia named Representative Rich McCormick, and he's going to introduce a bill to cut the capital gains tax rate 
from 20% to 10%. The stock market is up 400 points today. It's reaching all-time highs. And I think this bill, cutting the capital gains from 20 to 10, Jeff, will give us the best economy. And, of course, Steve Moore run the economy, and he's a good friend of mine when Trump's elected, and he wants to drill, baby, drill. Cut, cut the, like Rich, he wants to cut the capital gains tax rate. And we've got two people down here in Georgia, Representative Rich McCormick and Valerie Staples, who's head of the Freedom Fund. Jeff, they're great. I think both of them someday will be president of the United States. They're strong conservatives. They all love the Todd Starn show. And I just want to say, wouldn't that be great to cut the capital gains rate in half? Well, I'll tell you, as a lawyer who used to prepare taxes for a living for people, yeah, that'd be great. But uh, do you see even the swamp monster Republicans in Washington going for that in an election year? Yeah, well, I, I think Rich is a great leader. You look him up. He, he's a, got his master's from Georgia Tech. He's a doctor, and he's just a really a great guy. I know him really well, and I think he's got the leadership with Steve Moore helping him to get that bill through in the next few months. So I think it's a great thing, and I'm, I'm so excited about it. I'm going to do everything I can to help him get it passed. Well, I think that'd be fantastic because, again, that's the stimulus for the economy. There, there's no question, but... I, I, I'd be interested in your thought. Can can the Republicans in the House pass anything? Can they get along on anything? We know such a bill yeah, like I this think, is going to be a problem in the Senate. Now, I think I think they realize they have to work smarter and work harder and be more aggressive. And I think they will. I think I think Trump's going to be elected with a, a, a huge mandate, and I think he will bring in more representative Republicans and more more Senate Republicans take over the Senate. So I'm a I'm a I'm a real optimist on what's going to happen. So Jeff, I appreciate what you're doing with people like you and Todd preparing the way. There's no way in my in my thinking that we won't take win the presidency, take over the Senate, and increase our majorities in the House and cut that capital gains. Joe, thanks so much for calling in. I appreciate it, and you take good care down there in Georgia. Yeah, thank you so much. Absolutely, Joe calling in from Georgia. From J. Georgia, as I recall. 901-260-5926 is how you can join us. See, here's the problem, and, and I love the enthusiasm, and we have to be motivated if we care about what happens to this country. So there's, there's no argument there. But I just am a bit disillusioned because uh, Joe's talking about we're going to increase the majority in the House, we're going to retake the Senate, Trump's going to cruise to victory. Okay, here's my wet blanket that I'm going to throw on everything and let you think about it on the break and then call us and we'll take your calls on the other side at 901-260-5926. I respect when Mr. Trump, who's been on my radio program, you've heard him on this one, he wrote the foreword for Todd's forthcoming book, Twilight's Last Gleaming. When he says, well, here's how we get around the voter fraud. We just got to swamp them. We just got to bring more people out. For crying out loud, you had 80 million last time. And they found just enough uh, to cheat and win. And so the the point is, I, I just don't know that that's enough. Similarly, when we and we started this program talking about the fact that uh, tomorrow's the 170th anniversary, 170th anniversary of the founding of the Republican Party, what does it mean to be a Republican? And if you're a member of the Republican House of Representatives, what's your track record that you're taking to voters to say, you know what, we did such a bang-up job, give me two more years. That's the problem. That's the only thing I'm worried about is that they cannot defend a record to lead to what Joe would love to see happen. 
What do you think? We'll talk about it on the other side. Jeff Stein, in for Todd, and this is the Todd Starn Show. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election story, Forming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Taking it easy going into the last half hour of a Thursday edition of the Todd Stern Show from the Liberty University studio. Hello, Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today. I'll be back tomorrow as well. Among our guests, Phil Kirpin of American Commitment, Congressman Zach Nunn of Iowa, Wendy Patrick, the attorney and news analyst and author of Red Flags, will also talk with a filmmaker who is one of the driving forces behind something called America Invaded, which is getting an awful lot of attention. And we'll talk with the co-founder of the RFK Super PAC, Tony Lyons. All that and more. Wow, how much more can we shove into that bucket tomorrow on the Todd Starnes program as I fill in? for Todd again. So, you know, we've mentioned that Todd and certain members of the team, I was watching on the socials, as the kids call them these days. Kids probably don't call them that, but in any case, socials, social media, and seeing pictures of Mr. Starnes and others from the staff at the National Religious Broadcasters event in Nashville look like they're having a good time. And then I'm thinking, well, somebody's got to be running the show at the flagship in Memphis, and I, I was feeling bad. You know, because here's Dylan got to put up with me today. Lydia and I just met virtually, and she's got a, you know, dealing with you folks is fine on the calls, but dealing with me, nobody should have to put up with that. I think Dieter's hanging around there as well. It's like, well, you know, you, you guys should have gotten a road trip. But then I realized the boss is away for like four days in a row. How cool is that, probably? I mean, I'll, I'll just whisper this into the microphone, but my boss is in the building today. So I'm on edge. You just never know, right? I think I'll be here tomorrow. We'll find out. But to have the boss away for most of the week? Yeah, I'll sign up for that any day. 901-260-59. It's my job to stir up trouble. It is not to solve any issues in a constructive way. 901-260-5926. Join this conversation here in the Liberty University studio. We had a caller at the end of the last hour, and we had to cut it short because it was the end of the hour, and I didn't want him to have to wait um, until uh, the next hour, and so we had to cut the time short. But he was making a very important point, and it ties into something that we were talking about throughout the show today. Tomorrow is the 170th anniversary of the first meeting of people who called themselves members of a new party, the Republicans. Well, what is the party today? What does it stand for? And his point, as we were going to the news at the top of the hour, was you got to have a difference between the Democrats and the Republicans. 
if you've got a uniparty out there, a uniparty of swamp monsters who say one thing at home and then they go through the metal detector at the Capitol and their brain gets reprogrammed, well, what good are they? And this is really a, a challenge. This is really a problem. It is no longer good enough just to vote by party identification. What are you going to do? What have you done? And, you know, I, I've said for many a year that the number one goal of a politician is to get elected. The number two goal is to get reelected. Because it's about them, not about us, as a caller pointed out. And when you've got all of these agreements and, and backroom deals and all of the rest, it becomes the, the, the swamp takes over, and it is all about the government and its functions as opposed to serving the people. And this is something that I really think voters are going to be looking at, and we have such a huge number of independents, because... Folks are increasingly becoming disillusioned with either of the major political parties, Republican or Democrat. But they may not want to sign on with a party like Libertarians. They may just want to be independent. They may lean one way or another, but they want to be independent. They don't want to claim either side, if you consider two sides. Okay, so then it's like, well, what have you done to make our lives better? as opposed to your own petty squabbles, as opposed to ways to score political points to enhance your own bank account or your own career. What have you done to help me as a citizen? And it's, it's a short list. And, and every, each side is really good at blaming the other. I get that. But I would like to think that the folks in the center of our federal government are better than a bunch of squabbling daycare kids in a sandbox. But I don't see that there's any difference. Actually, the kids in the sandbox probably get along better because they they know if they don't, there won't be milk or juice at break time. And here we have a government that could shut down again in a week, but eh, that's okay, they'll get paid. That's really all they care about is their own posturing and their own power. And that... that, That saddens me as someone who has respected government and has enjoyed following the process my entire life. It just saddens me that this is the situation we are in. And it is a shame. But we absolutely need two different political parties. And I don't just mean by definition, I mean by action. That's the key. Yes, you can go to the web and get a definition that the Republicans believe in this, the Democrats believe in this, whatever. Well, then show it. Show me something. As opposed to, we all uh, vote alike when it seems uh, to be helpful for us to perpetuate our own agenda. And our own agenda is to feather our own respective nests. 901-260-5926. That's how you can join this Coast to Coast Conversation. I mentioned the socials, and I mentioned that I'm Jeff Stein filling in for Todd, and uh, regular listeners, uh, we've had the privilege of speaking in the past. I come to you from KXEL Radio in Iowa. The website is KXEL.com. That's KXEL.com, and I tell you that 
not because you're going to all of a sudden uh, see when I'm on the radio and what I'm doing, although you can. I want you to join my listeners in today's poll question of the day. Every day, sometime in the morning, I post a brand new poll question, and it's open to anyone. So Todd Starn Show uh, listeners, Starns Nation, come on and weigh in on today's KXL poll question of the day. If you go to KXL.com, there will be an image that flies across the screen, or just go directly to KXL.com slash poll. And here is the question I invite you to weigh in on. Donald Trump told Fox viewers this week there were about six names on his VP short list. Which of them is your favorite? And the names he mentioned in conversation with Laura Ingram the other night, Governor Ron DeSantis, Senator Tim Scott, Vivek Ramaswamy, Governor Kristi Noem, Representative Byron Donalds, former Representative Tulsi Gabbard. Those were the six he mentioned, and I put none of these. So go ahead and, and weigh in. Do you like one of those six as uh, Trump's, presuming he gets the nomination, uh, as Trump's vice president? Those are the names he gave the other night. Do you like any one of those? If so, which one? Do you like none of them? Uh, let me know that as well. And uh, I'll try to remember to report back tomorrow on what you all said. KXEL.com slash poll for my radio station's poll question of the day. An invitation to you in the Todd Starn Show audience to weigh in right now. KXEL.com slash poll. And you can follow me on the socials at Iowa Politics. That's I-O-W-A Politics. And my website is totallyiowa.com. No, I don't do Facebook. Are you kidding me? Zuckerbucks? No, thank you. Twitter, Instagram, Getter, what else? Truth Social, well, yeah. I think Threads, but I, I don't really. I mean, until they make that a little more user-friendly, I'm, you know, I have enough uh, vices and addictions. I don't need even more social media platforms I can't use. One of my addictions, by the way, is my MyPillow. I told you a little bit about this last hour. I tell you, I used to have a problem sleeping. You know, my neck would hurt. I wouldn't get a good night's sleep. And uh, at one point, my wife said, well, why don't you get one of those my pillows they talk about on the radio and the TV? And I said, ah, you know, I know better than anybody, and pillows don't make a difference. She said, well, why don't we just buy one? We'll just order them. Ah, you grumpy guy here. And uh, and that's not getting better as I get older. I'm just going to warn the world. Well, in any case, my pillow shows up. Threw it on the bed, instant relief, instant change. I am not kidding you. It was one night, boom, there you go. And even now, if I'm having to uh, wrestle with the pets for space in the bed and I wind up in an odd position, that's more than you need to know, but we're all, you know, if we're pet lovers, we're all there. The My Pillow, and right now I have the My Pillow 2.0, which is tremendous. It just changes everything. It doesn't matter. I get a great night's sleep. Even with the disruptions, even with a stupid schedule that has me going to bed late at night, sometimes up early in the next morning, I really get it. Mike Lindell has this passion to help every one of us get the best sleep of our life, and he has done it for me with my pillow. That would have been enough, but oh no. The American entrepreneurial spirit was alive and well, and Mike created Giza Dream Bed Sheets. Look great, feel great, and that makes the whole experience even better, better night's sleep. These are made, as you probably know, by the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but it is extremely durable, and we all like a good value like that. 
How about an even better value? 50% off. Wait, did he say 50? Yes, he said 50, 50 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. That means for a limited time, the prices are as low as $29.98. That depends on the size of the sheet, of course. So to take advantage of this discount and all of the great specials, go to MyPillow.com. Click on, I don't know what click means, but the script says click. Click on the radio podcast square and use the promo code STARNS. So you'll have this amazing offer, 50% off Giza Dream Sheets. Also deep discounts on all the MyPillow products. That includes the Evercool MyPillow 2.0, the mattress topper, MyPillow kitchen towel sets, and much more. You can call if you like. Get a real human being on the other end. 1-800-839-8506. I'll say again, 1-800-839-8506. Or go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code STARNS, MyPillow.com, promo code STARNS. My pillow. Thank you, thank you, Mike Lindell. I hope I get to meet you someday, and thank you in person. One more segment of the program. Still time for your calls at 901-260-5926. Short break now. Back on the other side, Jeff Stein in for Todd on the Todd Starn Show. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Welcome back to the Liberty University studio. Final moments of this Thursday edition of the Todd Starnes radio program. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today from the free state of Iowa. It'll be my privilege to be here again tomorrow while Todd and the team continue their efforts spreading the good word at the National Religious Broadcasters event in Nashville. Thanks to Dylan for taking care of everything, keeping uh, this uh, ship of state afloat. Lydia, good to work with you. Thank you so much for the excellent work on the calls. And that spiffy 170 birthday candle graphic to tie in with the uh, ToddStarns.com live show blog. And again, George Washington's birthday today. Where are the Washingtons today? Tomorrow's the 170th anniversary of the founding of the Republican Party. Well, what does it stand for? These are all things that I really encourage us to be engaged with our elected officials. Now, again, most members of the Congress are home again this week. They're traveling all around the district. We have to take advantage of these opportunities to talk to them in person. And again, let's be really clear. I'm talking about civil conversation. I'm talking about going to the events. I'm talking about emailing and calling the offices and just letting your feelings be known because last I checked, they were to represent us. 
And so us needs to tell them how we feel about things. And it does not have to be in a nasty, negative manner. Let's be constructive about it, but let's get involved above all else, or it just simply will not change. And that's the downside of all of it. Our political parties as structured, I mentioned this a little bit ago, and this is why it is so, so hard for a third party to get in, is because the ones who set the rules are Republicans and Democrats. Do you really want to think that they're going to do anything to change the status quo for them? Dale's on the line from North Carolina. Dale, thanks so much for calling the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today. What's on your mind, Dale? Well, good morning, Jeff. Uh, listen, is Biden above the law? Seems it. He shouldn't be, but it seems it. Yeah, and also another thing about Biden. Have you ever noticed when he's talking uh, to the people and stuff, up on that he has a little kid beside of him all the time? He's a child pedophile. <laughs> he's always rubbing on little kids. Well, you know, he's I, that's just I, part he's of the... the, the law. Well, I, I think... I. Th- no, I agree with you. I think I think that that he has lived his entire life. And Dale, thanks so much for the call. I think it was breaking up there, but I got I got the point on it. Is he above the law? Well, here's another good example of it, and the, and this is what Dale is talking about. Joe Biden's younger brother Jim testified yesterday, and made it very clear. Well, in my 50 years of business, I've never looked to my older brother for advice, and I've never had him help me, etc. Okay, first of all, the committee chairs have termed that, and this is a technical political phrase, complete hogwash. That's how Jim Biden's testimony was characterized, complete hogwash. The problem that the Republicans in Congress are going to have is to really tie up all the loose ends, because I will tell you what we know so far is not a surprise Because this is how, sadly, the world works. When somebody with a unique name... Okay, for example, Joe Biden's last name is Biden. It is not Smith or Brown or Jones. I don't know anybody named Biden except this family. I'm sure there are folks, I just don't know them. So in other words, if somebody were to come to me and say, I have a business proposition. By the way, my name is Fred Biden. What's my first reaction going to be? Are you related to the political Bidens? And if Fred says no, fine. If Fred says yes, I'm not necessarily thinking that the Biden crime family is involved, but you never know. So in other words, if Jim Biden, who sort of looks like his brother, my brother and I don't look at any anything alike, which is probably good for both of us, if you think about it, but Jim Biden looks like his brother Joe just enough that he says, hi, I'm Jim Biden. Really? Are you related to Joe? Joe's my brother. And that's how deals get done. What's your name? Robert Hunter Biden. Well, are you related to Joe? That's uh, That's the big guy. So we all know what's going on. I don't know that it's necessary for Congress to some degree to do anything because they they are above the law at this point. 
And again, be careful about what you wish for of throwing Joe Biden out of the White House too soon because then you get President Kamala Harris, and I don't think the republic can survive that. There's evil in the White House right now. There's incompetence on the doorstep to the point that it could even be more devastating, if that's even possible. So does Joe Biden feel he's above the law? Here's your short answer, Dale, and thanks again for that call as we close out the program. Does he think he's above the law? There has been zero evidence in the man's life to suggest otherwise. He has always been able to get away with everything. And do you think it's going to turn around now? Well, that's not an optimistic way to end the program. I'll try to do better tomorrow. Hey, thanks, Todd, for allowing me to sit in. I'm Jeff Stein, and I'll be back tomorrow on The Todd Starn Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.